everyone. Thank you again for joining us. I'm so happy that you're here. I have my lovely friend with me today, and we are going to discuss an amazing topic. Uh, please stay tuned. Grab your notebook, grab your iPad, whatever you need to do to take notes, because we have a bunch of material to go through. This yeah. is very, very, a good, very good material. We're going to be talking about the benefits of forgiveness. Right. And um, maybe you know what you're going to turn me off right now, because there's some people you don't want to forgive. Don't just don't do it. Don't do it. You know, just join us in the next 20 minutes. You're going to be glad you did. We're going to be talking about it today and tomorrow and next uh, next uh, episode. So please make sure that you go back and listen to the ones that we've talked about. I've had Elia with me for the last few episodes. And if you don't know, Elia and um, her husband, Randall, are the so the senior pastors to our Porterville campus and we are just so happy to have them there. How long have you been there now? Um, we've been there for two years, two wonderful years. Amen. Amen. It's been great over there. They're growing. They're doing great things. Yes. And um, tune in. You can watch them on Wednesdays also. Amen. But we're going to be talking about um, the benefits of forgiveness. And, you know, sometimes it's easier said than done. Yes, absolutely. It's easier said than done. You know that Jesus, you know, John three sixteen. he came, he he uh, forgave us, you know, and because we forgive, you know, he forgave us. We have to forgive. It sounds so pretty to say, you know what, you just need to forgive. Right. And it sounds so pretty and it sounds liberating to um, we always I've heard Gloria Copeland say this for years and years. She says this and it's really important. She said that unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Right. Why? Because when. You're at home upset, you're angry, you're um, feeling uh, all these different types of emotions because somebody hurt you, somebody said something to you, or or somebody wounded you. Your feelings are valid. Right. And you're up in this unforgiveness, and that person's home in bed, right. asleep, counting sheep, and you didn't. they don't even know you're angry with them right. most of the times. And so to forgive is for your benefit, not right. for others. Right. And I think that a lot of times, uh, you know, people forget that uh, it's easier, like you said, said than done, because it's easy for us to tell somebody, yes. you know, to forgive and make sure, you know, you let that go and care, cast that care upon the Lord, you know, but when you're in that situation, yes. you know, uh, you, you're faced with the decision, are you going to forgive or are you going to walk in that offense? Yes. And I, I don't know how many times I've been in counseling sessions, talked to people, and I always tell them, you need to choose to forgive. And it's nine times out of town, it's more of a, how do I do that? How do I forgive? Because people, people who love God, you know, we talked about honor in the last few episodes. If you haven't listened to those, please go back. People that truly love God, they want to honor his word. Right. And when you say to them, this is for your benefit. I actually believe forgiveness is a gift. Forgiveness is a, a gift that you offer somebody right. else. And forgiveness is also something that you that you you do for your own benefit. For yourself, it's yes. for your benefit. It's for your for your own self. But I've talked to people several times and and like I said, nine times out of ten, it's not that they don't want to forgive. It's not that they don't um um desire to forgive it said it's hard it's right. difficult right. that offense that that very real thing that this person did or or a family member did or a, a spouse did or something that very real thing is hard for them to do it so excuse me when i'm talking to people it's more about not trying to convince them to forgive it's how do you do that 
How do you wake up and know somebody hurt you or know somebody did something to you and you choose to forgive? And what I tell them this is that forgiveness is a choice. Right. It's not always a feeling. And what right. do we tell people? The feelings come later. The feelings come later. That's right. Forgiveness is a choice that you make every single day. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the Bible says that, you know, you you he has set before you, you know, these two wonderful choices. Well, they're not wonderful, but two choices, life or death. Mm -hmm. And then he continues on and says, choose life. Yes. You would think he wouldn't have to give that instruction, yeah. but obviously he has to give the instruction, choose yes. life. And so it's a choice you make every day. And eventually those feelings will follow. And when they do, what do you do? What do you say to people that, okay, let me ask you a question. Okay. Has there ever been a situation where it was hard for you to forget? Absolutely. Okay. Well, share how you got over it. Have you over it? Are you over it? You better be over it. Cause we're talking about right, it. <laughs> right. Well, there's a couple of situations that I could, uh, that I could, uh, you know, go over, but you know, we're, we're women and you know, we're talking about forgiveness. We're talking about offense. We're talking about honor. And so I remember one of the times I was headed to Kenneth Copeland, uh, convention for ministers, which we're, you uh -huh. know, mm -hmm. it's pretty close to about right now. And, uh, you know, I remember, you know, being in the service and the Lord speaking to me about forgiveness because I was going through a divorce and I was having a hard time forgiving my ex-husband and even his family because, you know, his family at that time and, you know, the people involved in our divorce. And I remember the Lord told me, he said, I said, Lord, I just want to forgive. And he said, you have forgiven, mm -hmm. you have forgiven. And he said, but you need to replace those things. He said, forgiveness is a soulish thing. Mm -hmm. It's in your, it's, it's not a spirit. It's not mm -hmm. a spiritual, mm -hmm. it's not on a spiritual level. He said, it's a soulish thing. It can really kill you. Mm -hmm. You yes. know, um, forgiveness can. And he said, he said, you know, he goes, forgiveness is a soulish issue. And he said, you need to replace those things. Mm -hmm. He goes, that's, that's fine if you forgive. He says, but what are you replacing right. in your soul? What are you replacing it with? He said, you need to replace those things with, with uh, love, grace, and uh, mercy. Amen. He said, those three things. You replace those things. And every time those, those things come up, he said, you don't just say, oh, I forgive him, Lord. No, you show grace in that area mm -hmm. when you see them. You show mercy in that area when you see them. You show love, mm -hmm. you know, when you see them, you know. And it, is it easy? No, it's not an easy thing, mm -hmm. you know. But God God did so much more for us. So, you know, it's it's not that it's demanded of us, but mm -hmm. it's a commandment to love people. Mm -hmm. And part of loving people is forgiving them and allowing them, you know. Yeah, I, I remember when you were walking through the, out that, that whole situation and I remember you were faced one time you were faced with uh, uh, the person the very person that had hurt you right hurt your marriage hurt just very very much hurt you and I remember your reaction to that person was completely like awe-inspiring and I remember thinking you know she would not have been able to react that way if she wasn't replacing it, she, right. you would not, if you would have stayed in, in, I, I forgive him, I forgive him and not dealing with the absence of, of, um, the dealing with what to replace it. Like you said, replacing right. it, you would have maybe said, I forgive him, but not had empathy towards that person. Exactly. And being in ministry for as long as I've been in ministry, even before and after the divorce, you know, yeah, I was divorced, but ministry didn't stop. That's yes. Right. There was a season mm -hmm. of healing and and, uh, you know, a season of, of, of waiting, you know, but I always remember what your husband told your husband says, uh, pastor Josh, he says, don't claim 
he says, don't claim victory in an area that you have not been challenged in. Mm -hmm. That's not victory. Yeah. So that, I remember walking. You can share with yeah. people because people may be watching need to hear this. So I remember, you know, walking into the grocery store and I ran into the woman that my husband essentially left us for, left me, left my family for. And I remember walking into the grocery store and I saw her walking up and um, she was, you know, she was up before me and then I was kind of watching to see, you know, where she was going. And right then that the Lord spoke that to me, you know, let, you know, have you forgiven her? And I said, yes, I have Lord. And he goes, okay. And so then I walked up to her and honestly, she didn't know what to do, you know, because, um, I'm a little strong for a woman. <laughs> and so she didn't know what I was going to do. She didn't know what, what to think. Really, it was the first time I'd ever encountered that individual. And so I remember just telling her, it's okay. It's okay. You know, it's over. It's done with. You know, we have grandbabies to raise. We have a life to live. And you know what? You know, it's done. And I grabbed her and I hugged her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, oh it was like hugging, you know, like, she, you know, she was just kind of like, you know, just taken aback by it. And actually, so was I. And um, I remember finishing my groceries and everything and then and then coming out. And I remember calling my daughter. I remember calling Bianca. And I just told her what happened. And I was bawling. And then I called you and I was bawling. Why? Because I was able to, to claim victory in that area. And it wasn't just, um, you know, oh, you need to forgive. Well, you know, you need to, you know, make sure you're walking in doing what God has asked you to do. But when challenged in that That's area, right. when it was in my face, when it was, you know, when I had a choice to make, I passed that test. Amen. And then from then on, it just wasn't an issue anymore. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I knew that I had forgiven in my heart. And that's fine, but you can say that you've forgiven somebody in their heart, but how do you treat them yes. when you see when them? When you see them, yeah. when you when you're around them, do you change? Do your does your spirit change? Do you mm -hmm. feel awkward? Do you feel weird? You know, yeah. And it was awkward. It was awkward. I'm not gonna lie. It was awkward, but it was like knowing that the person and that knowing that God has done so many things for me, and he he said grace, love, mercy, grace, mm -hmm. love, mercy, and that's all I kept hearing in my spirit. And that's what I showed her. Mm -hmm. And I believe that I know that I'm where I am today mm -hmm. because I chose that's to right. make those, right. those, um, mm -hmm. I chose to make that a part of my life and allowing the Holy Spirit to, to oh, grow yes. me in that I, area. I, be I believe that too, because so much uh, great things have happened since then, you know, and, and God, God was with you as you were saying those things you were replacing uh forgiveness you're replacing with um grace love and mercy when it actually happens and when you're actually Faced. placed in that situation it's it's such a a balm to your spirit to know that those things that you've been confessing those things that you've been asking the lord for they're evident in your heart and spirit amen amen and um, let me read this passage of scripture if you go with me to real quick to ephesians 4 26 32 and this is in the message translation and i love this part because we, we have to keep, we can't just read something in the word and then just stay there. This is what it says. Go ahead and be angry. You were angry when things were happening to you. Right? You were angry when things were happening that could not be um, helped. You were angry. And it says, you do well to be angry. It's like, it's okay. Sometimes you, sometimes you feel like we, we just dealt with the situation, you know, yesterday. And you know what? It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to be, you know, irritated. It's okay to have those feelings. But what do we do with them with after? With them says, after, right. But don't use your anger 
as fuel for revenge. I, a lot of times revenge comes from, from pure anger. Right. It comes from that. And don't stay angry. Don't go to bed angry. That's a very, very good advice if you're married. You should never. My husband and I have been married 30 years. And I can tell you that we haven't always been good at this. We haven't always been good at this. It's been a growing process because my attitude used to be, you know what, I am mad right now. And if I talk to you, I may say things that I don't need to say. So I'd rather go to bed and not say anything right, bad, right. you know, but it wasn't good. And, and it cost us. It really, really cost us. And of course, the Lord showed us. And now it's just, it's just not in my um it's not in my nature to stay angry or to be mad because, I don't know, it just causes me not to be able to sleep. And I'd rather just go to sleep. So uh, don't stay angry. Don't go to bed angry. So don't. If you're married, don't go to bed angry. Don't give the devil that kind of foothold in your life. Oh, gosh. You know, to think that in my anger, I'm allowing the enemy to have a foothold in me. Right. Just, it's just because I want to be mad. Right. And so, and then it says this, make a clean break. With all cutting, backbiting, profane talk, be gentle with one another, sensitive. Forgive one another as quickly and thoroughly as God in Christ forgave you. That right there, we can just stop right there. Right. The benefits of forgiveness. He forgave us. So for us to, to, uh, to forgive somebody else is a benefit to us. I love that. Um, wrong word. Forgive one another as quickly and thoroughly as God in Christ forgave you. And he had to plead blood. He had to bleed blood. <laughs> he had to be crucified for that. And he's not asking us to do that. Did you use to make um did you use to make ends meet by stealing? Well, no more. Get an honest job so that you can help others who can't work. Watch the way you talk. Let nothing foul or dirty come out of your mouth. Say only what helps. Each word a gift. Don't grieve God. Don't break his heart, his Holy Spirit, moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life, making you fit for himself. Don't make, take such a gift for granted. You know, this passage right here, it's such a, um, just, it's just a benefit to me. It's just so inspiring because it just makes me feel like, you know what, if I forgive others and I'm kind to them and I'm watching everything that comes out of my mouth and before I open my mouth, I think about my words, what I'm gonna say. It says that, it says that, that it, I'm not gonna grieve God and I'm not going to break his heart. I mean, I can't literally break God's heart, but in the, this is the way um, this uh, passage uh, interprets it is don't grieve God. And I don't want to grieve God by the things that I say. I don't want to be angry with somebody and 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 be right in being angry. Right. I don't want to be upset with them. And, and I'm going to say this because you need to hear this, mm -hmm. you know. Well, you know, um, and also I think that some one of the aspects that people forget is I remember... I remember being in my uh, my kitchen in San Jacinto, mm -hmm. your kitchen, actually. Mm -hmm. We were cooking. You were cooking. I was watching you cook. <laughs> and uh, we had this thing to it's where... It's been like that for 30 years. Yes. <laughs> she cooks, does all the meals, and I come behind her and I clean the whole kitchen. And that worked perfectly fine for both of us. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I remember being in the kitchen, watching you cook. And I remember stewing, just stewing over, you know, a situation and stewing over things that were happening at, at you know, with uh, the ministry that we um, were no longer a part of. And we were already not even a part of the ministry anymore. And we were already, you know, uh, had moved on and, and we were actually getting ready probably to move up <laughs> here. And um, I remember I was just like, you know, muttly <laughs> again, muttly. <laughs> and I was just in that kitchen cleaning. And I remember you noticed and you said something to me, you know, you're like, you know, what, what's happening? You know, you're offended. I said, I'm not offended. I said, I forget. I forgave everything. I, I'm over it. It's, it's over and everything. 
And you said then why do, do then why do you have this reaction every single time with you know a certain message is talked about or a certain topic is brought up or a certain thing and it would it would just you know kind of rub me wrong for you know a minute and I remember you caught it and you you mentioned it to me and then um and then I thought you know and as I prayed about it the Lord showed me well after you told me of course I prayed about <laughs> it you know and then the Lord showed me that I was allowing that situation to control me mm-hmm. way after it already happened and That's way right. after it. But I was saying I forgave and I this and I that and and I was doing all the Christianese things, but my heart wasn't mm-hmm. in it. And so every time these situations came up, I was reacting in unforgiveness, but my mouth was saying that I was mm-hmm. forgiving. And the Lord said, you are allowing that situation to control you. Mm-hmm. Let it go. And then I got all like, oh, I don't want nobody controlling me in that area. You know, but hey, you know, God knows you more than anybody else. And if that's how he needed to speak to me to get that through, then fine. Talk to me like that. You know, I don't care. But I got all like, nobody's going to control me and tell me and make me feel this way. But, you know, but it it was true. Mm -hmm. It was that situation, that unforgiveness was controlling me years later, controlling Mm. my reaction, Mm. controlling the way I would receive, Mm -hmm. controlling the way I would receive certain messages. For what? They didn't care. They Mm. were over it. You know, they Mm. were moving on their merry life. And I was here stewing over some dumb message, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, people, I don't think people really realize, you know, how detrimental unforgiveness can be to your to your body, oh, your yes. spirit, your soul. Yeah, because you, we. I remember that situation. We were talking about a certain message that the ministry we were under would preach and would say, and it it was upsetting to you, but because of offense, it was holding you back from the word. Yeah, that word was good. The that word, word was, was truth. truth. The message was good. The word was truth. The the whole concept, the message, everything was truth. But unforgiveness was causing the message, the word to be stopped. And imagine right. if you wouldn't have stopped that, you would not have been a pastor today. Right. Correct. You would not have been a pastor today. You would not have been doing the, you know, in the call of God of your, for your life because unforgiveness derails us. That's right. It does. Unforgiveness <clears throat> causes, you know, you know, my husband always says that, um, uh, disobedience always causes lack in our future, but so does unforgiveness. Yes, it does. Because unforgiveness will stop us from the will of God, and unforgiveness will stop us from reaching those things that God has for us. Why? Because He doesn't want us to be hurt. That's right. You know, and um, I want to read this scripture really quick Matthew 6 14. Elliot, will you read it for me? Yes. Uh, Matthew 6 14, 15 in the King James Version. Mm-hmm. For if you forgive men in their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Oh, and man, I had a lot of trespasses. <laughs> I had a lot of trespasses and I had a lot of things. I remember I grew up Catholic. So every single night we would uh, pray, you know, our father heart in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And part of that, and I can go on and it says, it says, forgive, forgive us, us our trespasses, trespasses as we forgive those who trespass, trespass against us. And I remember when I got saved, you see, because I said that every night before I went to bed, every single night I I said that, I grew up saying that, that was a prayer, you know, a scripture and a prayer that I was taught as a young child. And I remember even in sin, even in uh, not being saved yet, and and I was living with my husband, well, he wasn't my husband, I was just living with him, but every (laughs) single night I would pray that. Yeah. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And I remember 
that catching hold in my spirit. And then later on when I got saved, I'm like, oh, maybe that's how come I've never had a problem with forgiveness. Because I said it so much that for me, when somebody would hurt me and somebody would, and I know it's not, um, my husband always says it's a gift and I'm thankful for it. But for me, and maybe, maybe I don't know for you, Ali, if, if forgiveness, forgiving somebody was a process, like was it yes. a process for you? Yes, for me, it's a process. And I believe, and this is my opinion, I believe that forgiveness is an, it's a, it's a private, it's a private, mm-hmm. it, what you're doing in private shows up in public. Yes. Uh-huh. And so with forgiveness, I feel like it's an internal thing. You know, we here at West Coast Believer Center. Uh, we say, uh, well, Leah and I do anyway, we say shrink yourself, <laughs> meaning, you know, there's times where situations come up and you don't need to make them public what you're dealing with. Yes. It's things that are internal that you're really just shrinking yourself, mm-hmm. shrinking mm-hmm. yourself. Why do I think this way? Why do I feel this way? Why do I react this way? And I remember um, Kenneth Copeland um, ministering on um, on uh, keeping staying on your course. And I remember he said, if you put a plane on autopilot, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you, you set it on autopilot and you go and sit down. He said that that plane, he said, is going to the destination that you set the course for because internally it's making tiny little adjustments yes. to, to stay the course. Okay. And it's the same thing I feel like with forgiveness. It's an internal thing. You're constantly having to make these adjustments in how you're feeling, how you're reacting, what you're thinking, what That's you're right. saying. So that it doesn't matter what you're saying publicly. Mm-hmm. What matters is what's going on internally, that's and right. that's what will be made public. That's right. So I feel like when I had an opportunity to uh, to uh, sh- show the Lord, really, because uh, it wasn't for her benefit, it was for my benefit mm-hmm. that I needed to react right. the way God would want me to react. That's but right. it started internally. That's right. And, you know, um, I've also heard Kenneth Copeland say this, that, that if that autopilot, if it's not on autopilot, and and you set a course and you set the course just a millimeter wrong, off. just a little uh-huh. bit off. It's just a little bit just off. A little bit. That little bit off could take your destination, could have been New York. And if you're just a little bit off, you'll end up in Ireland. You'll end up, you know, somewhere else because you're not setting the course. Right. And people may say, Well, you know, forgiveness is not a big deal. Let me tell you, it's a big deal. It is a huge and deal. you know what? As we're gonna close right now, if there's somebody right now that is causing a, a feeling, a hurt, or something to come up. That's that's unforgiveness. And maybe you say, well, I've forgiven them. I've chosen, chosen to forgive them. And maybe you still have a feeling. You know, ask God to help you with those feelings. Replace those feelings with love, with grace, with mercy. Replace God, those feelings with that. And ask God to help you. Not only does he want to, oh, it, it pleases him when we walk in forgiveness. So, you know, I, I love you. I pray that you would just search your heart because forgiveness is a gift that you give yourself. Amen. We'll see you next week and God bless you.